Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Did you know the top 10 mobile games in the U.S. grossed more than $340 million in June? Do you want your game to earn more? App Figures is all about giving game makers the tools they need to get more downloads and revenue. You may already know them for analytics and app store optimization. Now, App Figures can help you keep track of competitors and the game market. From how many downloads they're getting and how much money they're making to their audience demographics and even which tools they use to power their games. Their competitor intelligence gives you great context. Got a great idea for an app or a game? With app figures, you can figure out how big the market is and how much money you could be making with it. Say a competitor adds a new feature or was mentioned in the news. With app figures, you can see if that brought in more downloads. And that's just scratching the surface. Whether you're growing your game or building a new one, app figures has what you need to reduce risk and get more downloads. Best of all, you don't need a large budget or data science degree to do this kind of thing anymore. App figures has made it affordable and simple. On top of tools, app figures also provides a lot of guides and tutorials to take you step-by-step through gaining more visibility with ASO and increasing your revenue by learning from your competitors. They just released a free guide on that, actually. Head to appfigures.com forward slash on forward slash gain dev unchained to try app figures for free. Again, that's appfigures, A-P-P-F-I-G-U-R-E-S dot com forward slash O-N forward slash game dev unchained to try it for free. If you like it, use our special code GDU3030 to get 30% off for the next three months. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Game Dev Unchained, the number one game development podcast about game development and the lifestyle thereof. I am your host, Brandon Pham, and this is a special once a month episode of Roundtable News. And that that means is I got myself here with Ray Graham, the famous Ray Graham. The, yes, the <laughs> Unity keynote of 2022. <laughs> What's up, Ray? Uh, not that famous, but yeah, thanks. What's up? How you doing? I'm here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna gift the shit out of that <laughs> five minute segment that you did over there. Uh, it's been a while, as usual. Uh, we usually cover game developer news that pertains particularly uh, to game developers. And this is an opportunity for us to give our own individual opinions, not opinions of our company that we work for. So please don't try to tweet at them. Uh, This is completely opinions of our own. So uh, before I get into that, Ray, how you doing, man? (laughs) Here, man, I'm chilling, I'm chilling. Chilling. Just living Uh, living life. Yeah, well, the Bay Area, Sounds like you guys are making some changes over there with your mayors over there, right? It seems like there's a huge push against uh, all the crime that's been happening 
Or is that you is just this news outlet just I mean overblowing things? I mean, that's typical media just talking about all the negative things, right? Like making it sound like it's just like some lawless lawless society or something going on, right? And, yeah. and it's any anything but that. But yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Sounds like you're safe over there. So let's kind of dig into it and uh, update our, our lives while we're at it. All right. So yeah. let's get into it. All right. So there's a range of topics that uh, from the last rant of news, I think if anything, uh, close to the end of 2022, I made some, uh, uh, alarming hypothesis. All right. Let's just say that. And it's all seems to be coming true. Uh, firstly, Stadia, right. Officially closed down. I mean, it was a dying beast, right. If you can even call it that, but just like any Google products that have become memeified, Stadia is no more. Uh, didn't really have a chance before it even began. I think it was two years into their five year commitment that they said, we don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and then they tried to kind of, uh, well, they proved the technology, right? People were interested, it, it works, right? And they just couldn't do anything with it because people were basically looking at how eventually they would close service anyways. So um, the way it kind of broke it down, uh, I don't know how, how much you knew about it, but um it sounded like a lot of developers were finding it out through the news for the stadia. Um, a lot of employees uh, that were on that team found out as well in that fashion. Uh, the oh, day of yeah. basically. Yeah. It was a pretty, well, well they heard, they heard harsh. the day of, but it was before the news broke. Um, Cause I, I know some people that work there, but it was definitely like, I'm like, yo, what's going on over there? Uh, we have all hands meeting today. Right. And I'm yeah. like, oh, oh no. Right. So yeah. um, you know, you know how it goes. Um, but yeah, like I, I think we we foresaw that happen. Like as soon as uh Games of Entertainment was shut down and they stopped working on their own titles, that was kind of the the death knell for the for the platform. Why why support a platform if Google is the one making games for it, even right? So it was kind of it was kind of writing was on the wall. I I set my watch. I was, I was like just waiting, just waiting for the for the clock for the clock to strike. And, and it was like uh, that's what I've been saying. That's what I've been saying. It was, it was the people... least. It was the least surprising news. That, you know that they. So like from what I understood, they completely um, the technology is no more. Like is no, it, what, what are they doing? So like when they shut down Stadia Games Entertainment, they they made the announcement at the same time that they're focusing on white labeling the tech, right? So the the tech is in like Peloton uses the tech for lane the lane breaker game that's on the Peloton bikes uses Stadia, right? And then there's a, there's a few other the Batman thing with AT and T, and there was a few there's some other things that they're they're basically right, right, right. white labeling the tech. Other people just slap their name on it. And, and use the tech, right? And they announced at the same time that they shut down Stadia Games Entertainment. So they, they shut down Stadia Games Entertainment and they announced white labeling. It was just a matter of time before Stadia, the consumer platform was dead, right? Um, like, I mean, it was like, it was obvious that it was gonna happen, right? And so so the fact that people were still holding out hope is, is, was kind of crazy, right? Because it was like, it just, there's just no way you could put faith in it still still sticking around. 
And then also on top of it, like I think for date one, the business model wasn't the right one. And I think the populace kind of kind of answered with the wallets on that, that that the that the pricing model and the model just just didn't make sense. Yeah, I, I, it does feel like 2022 has been the fall of tech companies tampering with the game industry. Like, this is, you know, is it? bro, like a couple of years ago, I was giving sound advice to friends that were looking to exit AAA. I was like, what are you doing? If you live in the Bay, why are you not going to tech companies? Right. They'll never go away. Right. And here we are. Meta, Facebook is like I like in 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 troves, right? Friends are asking like, do you have anything outside of here? <laughs> like, I need, I'm looking for a way out. Like, lots of people are like looking yeah. to exit. They might, um, they might. There's, Stadia there's, dispersed. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's a double edged sword there, right? Because I think I think you're also you're ignoring uh, Netflix as national. Game Netflix is Netflix, yeah trying right, their right. hands at it. So 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 Netflix is snatching up game companies left for right paying. Like if you have an indie game company making mobile games right now, Netflix wants to talk to you, right? You know what I mean, right? Um, there's been a few Netflix. Yes, you're right. Netflix is few, emerging. There's been a few yeah. big announcements. I you know like I don't know what they're doing, and and like I I don't like I I've, I'm skeptical and all that, right? But they they're snatching up a lot of a lot of game companies right now. And um, and then the Facebook, yes, we're in a hard economic time, and so a lot of people are looking at that E Trade account or whatever, which whichever account they use over Facebook, and they're like, well, <laughs> these yeah. these shares are taking a beating, right? And so it's way way lower than than what it should be. So like, yeah, maybe maybe it's time for me to to try to get get some shares in a company that I actually have some faith in, right? Because I think I think you know Facebook is in the long haul onto losing the money and trying to make the metaverse a thing right yeah i mean it is worth um celebrating that you know tech companies haven't completely given up um i mean the the testament of the game industry fortitude has been proven time and time again uh through tough economic times right yeah with the pandemic uh not only did we didn't recede into a recession we expanded Right. I was looking at charts this past month where we are projected, you know, we had a record breaking last year and the year before in terms of revenue. We're talking about in, in the hundreds of billions. Right. And now uh, people are projecting 300 to 500 billion by 2026, just by looking at the uh, trending growth of the game industry. And we kind of feel it. We kind of see it. People are, uh, if anything, we, uh, the, the 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 base for gamers have grown um the the culmination of casual gamers are now going more i think i wouldn't say hardcore but they're exploring other options now right they're going in other avenues I, I see more and more people spending more time playing games right um it's very popular now uh, to be a nerd right we talk about star wars marvels and naturally i think all of it kind of ties in together as like you know this is part of our ecosystem of entertainment right so it's it's yeah. great <laughs> that the interests of tech companies before facebook and, and stadia they like any new game company they didn't quite figure it out yet mm -hmm. right um and it is something 
interesting to me because I didn't really think as far ahead that tech companies don't really have that type of patience. They're, they're used to having multiples of billions of dollars immediately for return on investment. And uh, they usually don't wait around to kind of hope in five years time that they'll start seeing like something that I do admire with Zuckerberg with meta is that he is playing the long game. Um, And at first I think like him, people were uh, hopeful that Meta uh, would stick around long enough. And maybe they still will, will, right? But like, man, just lately, it just hasn't seemed to be favorable <laughs> with their, you know, it's a continued $3 billion loss per quarter, uh, which hasn't changed from the beginning, which I continuously tease about. and And we're starting to see like, a typical game company where they're not making as much money and they're starting to cut down on toilet paper rolls, no more donut <laughs> Fridays, you know, in their own very rich way, they're like starting, you know, he's straight up like a couple of round tables ago. I was making fun of how he straight up said, like, there's just some people here who shouldn't be here. Right. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. I'm seeing Twitter, right. People like just memifying Facebook of, you know, because they have a lot of workers there that are young and influential, quote unquote, right? And they're doing a day, day, day in uh, a day in my life at Meta, and it's like a twenty-three-year-old, you know, just yeah. coming in late, saw, having coffee that. at the rooftop. Yeah, I saw that video actually. That, that yeah. I actually did see that video. No, but um, I'll say this right, and I and I think I think you're overstating the situation, right? Because. I say that every time, but it comes true in two years. <laughs> <laughs> no, because no, because I I think Meta is scaling back and 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 trying to hoard money and and cut back on expenses. Why though, right? And the question and, and the answer isn't because they're spending a bunch of money on the metaverse, right? The bunch of money on the metaverse seems bad now when you also report that your advertiser revenue is going down, right? When Ad, ad buyers are cutting back on their ad spend because of the economic climate. Uh, you're, you know, Apple's changes have also affected the ad business. And, and so you're seeing not the same amount of growth in the ad business that the investors want to see. And then on top of it, you're burning money doing this metaverse, this metaverse thing that um, that nobody is really believing, believing will be something, right? And it's a huge blue sky bet, right? If the ad business was doing better and 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 you're meeting your expectations and the investors were were in love with all the numbers they were seeing, burning the money wouldn't be an issue, right? And then you wouldn't be look, thinking about cutting back on 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 staff that is that is uh, underperforming. You wouldn't be thinking about cutting back on other expenses, right? The money would be flowing, but it's it's the economic conditions that then make us look at it differently. You know what I mean? If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> economic condition is definitely a factor, but it's yeah. been a downtrend with Facebook with, you know, increased competition. And it's a very old person platform. You know, the that's, youngins. That's definitely true. Just have been dying, you know, been leaving and, 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 you know, Facebook isn't cool. Right. Yeah. And so I, I get, I get the metaverse being like a lifesaver uh preserver right yeah. for for that company but in the grand scheme of things they just haven't been uh on top of what's cool and relevant right that's the biggest i think at the heart of it the problem with why meta isn't working because i'm looking at what they're producing and it's so off the mark man <laughs> like it's so uncool i was looking at uh, Phil Spencer commenting on the metaverse and he was like yeah. comparing meta metaverse as like, dude, it's just like I'm hanging around on the couch in the living room, right? <laughs> like what's cool about that? Like what is, yeah. you know, it's taking the, the you know, the entertainment of games uh, and its potential, right? And, and watering it down to basically, you know, f- rudimentary shit right and yeah, which was... i've been saying for 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 years now that it's like you're you're pre- you're trying to make a metaverse in zoom right <laughs> who wants to go in zoom and hang out right unless we're forced to and it's exactly what i see in this horizon world <laughs> and the calls that are being made right i think the bigger question is the content and like i, I also see like i'll let you jump yeah. in in a bit i'll end it with this i also see that there's a huge problem with meta workers, right? Being asked to spend more time in the horizon world, right? Like their own people that are making their content says it sucks, right? And it does. And if you can't even get the people that you pay for to hang out, right? And basically keep their jobs, (laughs) essentially, right? It's like the the metaverse dies, your your career here dies, right? Is another way. Yeah, but I mean, you worked on a lot of games in your career, and you've worked on games that you did not touch, did not play, right? And and I've always been a a proponent of, you have to play the game that you work on, right? Of course. Um, And so, of course, of course, you know, I believe folks at Meta should be all up in Horizon, 24 7 and yeah and the fact that they're not should tell you that it's it's kind of whack but right I, I think it's also like it's just the first step right like it has it has to get better it has to look better <laughs> for better interaction i think them just doing zooms and meetings is was just kind of like well the tech is there might as well just use that right but but really yeah they probably should be making games and, and things that you could, like interactive games and experiences that you can play with you with other people in, in VR. That's probably where they should be focusing to make it cool and, and to make it and, and also focusing on making it look better. But at the same time, they're also working on making better hardware that will power better looking experiences, right? So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of work they need to do. And and I think one of their big things is that they they might lack they might lack the uh, enough video game folks to help them build these kind of worlds, right? Because video game folks... Yeah, this this is the frustrating thing, right? No matter how popular the game industry has grown, no matter how popular that people uh, just simply playing the products that we make become influential and huge, game developers are still 
like kind of at the bottom of the totem pole, right? Let me explain. Because you look at like companies like Meta and you look at, you know, it's cool to work at a tech company now, right? And it wasn't always like that, but it's been kind of trendy the last 10 years. Like I'm hip, right? I'm young. I don't know about trendy or hip. It's just the way. Let me explain. Let me explain, right? So So like this whole huge group of techies right are kind of like changing the world in a way starting in the bay area right and they're branching out and now they're 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 branching into the game industry because they see the numbers right the number speaks for itself it's growing Mm -hmm. we're still a small industry uh compared to the numbers we're putting out in terms of success uh success right you compare us to any other entertainment industry like movies and we're way smaller i feel i mean we're catching up but in comparison we don't get the same type of respect um i've been saying this for years like where our tech is being used in movies and, and everything else right uh in 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 non-gaming spaces right and uh although they love our technology it's not to me it doesn't feel like we're 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 like Steve jobbing it in a way where we're like, we're stepping up and it's like, let us teach the world about how to change the world. Right. And let me get to this point. The same way that I feel that there's like this undertone anti-sentiment about what game developers can actually bring. Right. Uh, I feel that at meta, like why else would you have a shitty game? Right. That everyone's pretty much telling you, it's terrible, right? And we're at a company that they have fucking John Carmack as an advisor, right? He volunteered his own time when he lives on like just uh, uh, ramen noodles and water, right? He doesn't need much, but he volunteered his valuable time to be there. And like, I want to see this world build out correctly. But he, I think he's still in an advisory role. But obviously, the original uh, Oculus team is have left right so two three years ago when that whole team and leadership left saying that you know they're branching out into a different direction was already a red flag at least to me and to a lot of people that they're not agreeing with this direction and here we are and it isn't working and i think at the heart of it for meta and vr they have to tap into what originally made it successful it's people want to be entertained it's a proven formula. Let people want to play games that is interesting. And they're not, they're doing anything but that. Like gaming is like the lowest priority. It's a very Steve Jobs uh, attitude towards games. You know, he literally says Apple is not a gaming device. That's not what it's for. And it only works because he's such a genius, right? Where everything else was just working perfectly, right? Um, and then eventually, you know, Apple caves in. And, and embraces gaming as part of its, you know, many deliveries uh, of service because it does make a lot of money for them. Uh, I, I don't feel Meta have completely embraced that uh, in, in that regard where all these keynotes, all these updates that I see, uh, I, I think, if anything, they're avoiding to say anything about games, right? What was the last thing that you guys, you know, what that you've seen from that last keynote that was actually about games, you know, that was actually about, about meta? Meta's keynote, you know, what the highlight Kinect that thing. we saw. No, the, the, the big news that it connects was, was the new 
device, right? It was the Oculus Pro. And it was yeah, just, but that was, device wasn't for gaming. It was for yeah, a non-gaming space, yeah, AR, augmented. Yeah. But but that's the device that does the face tracking and all that, right? So yeah. so like you could see how and, and the reason why it's not because you can't get this, they can't make it cheap enough, right? Yeah. And so they're like, we all we can't make this cheap enough, but you could see some uses for this thing. Yet another step, another step along the way. He does face tracking. A friend of mine was messing around with it, video videotaping and sharing it on Facebook. And it's it's cool. Like, like I cannot deny that it's cool. I can say that it is costs a lot of money, but I can't deny that it's not cool, right? And so, um, and so like you know, it's just another step along along the way. You said some stuff about like you, you sound you sound like you have a big chip on your shoulder about. <laughs> about I always have chips about video games, right? But like I, I think I think you're just looking at the specific examples like Facebook or whatever. But then Netflix, they're like, we want to do games. Okay, let's hire a bunch of gaming people. <laughs> right. Netflix, right? I would say Netflix ought because mean, of course is, they're, has, they're not idiots. They know they need the people that understand the market and have the connection right. to the market, right? So so I like, think Netflix is a let me say this. Amazon is still hanging on with, with their gaming. Stuff. Amazon is do, still hanging. They're orig, the, the original tech company that stuck it through. Yeah, yeah. But I will say this about Netflix. They're the exception to the rule, right? Because I feel like they've always been um, very forward thinking, right? All the way from how they treat their employees, you know, how they view business, right? I mean, at the very uh, beginning, I mean, they kind of were anti-trending the whole office being like a playground thing, right? They were the ones that where all these tech companies were advertising, like you should never want to leave here. They were like, hey, we're about the work, you know, uh, we'll pay you in money, right? Uh, but all these pool tables and ping pong stuff, that's not what we're about, right? We're coming here to work. And if you don't want to work, you know, go on vacation for as long as you want. I mean, they're the, the I think one of the first ones to, to really open up the open PTO thing, right? So uh, so their way of thinking and how they go about it is obviously like a mirror uh, or for, for those to attain, right? And I mean, for a long time, all these game subscription was basically saying that we're the Netflix of gaming. They, they want to recreate that model in the gaming space, right? And Netflix got sick of it and it's like hey man like we're the netflix of gaming <laughs> let's own that phrase <laughs> and literally do it the way that we want to do right and yeah. they did it right i mean they experimented with those mobile rollouts right little small games that was available on their apps they're, they're, they're still doing that but yeah. they're still doing that right i think that's still one of their biggest push but uh they're expanding in a very thoughtful way that i agree with where uh, there are ways to make games to see immediate, you know, revenue success, right? Without going the long five-year route. Now, I make fun of Stadia, but you know, for, for their first games to be seeing any success five years down the line, it's ridiculous. The AAA model is dumb, right? Like this, not for a new company. Is like that's not what you should be aiming for. Well, I mean, right? I mean, it's not dumb if you start doing the thing before you announce the product and ship the product <laughs> you, know what I mean? you know what i mean right like if you if you if you start building the five-year thing uh five years before you do your launch of the actual platform you know or maybe let's say three years right so like so that you can kind of like 
have some leeway and also have some say into the design of the of the of the platform because you're building a game to that platform and you're a first party and you can have direct insight and direct and direct input. Um, and then really utilize all of the cool features of the device. Like, I mean, Stadia could have worked, right? But like none of that stuff was done, right? So like, then it's like, oh, well, I guess you're not gonna work then, right? So like, like it could have worked with this different, different timing, different thought process. Well, who, whoever delivered the original marketing vision, right? Who made that yeah. kick-ass trailer where you're watching a YouTube clip, yeah, and then you click and, on it, and then you're playing the game right after, and launch and launching it without those features that really differentiate. Yeah, they should have made that guy like the main dude. <laughs> like yeah. whoever thought of that should have yeah, yeah. ran with it. I mean, um, those, those features came out. That feature ended up coming out like two years after the platform was already out. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like that's just too late for too long, too late. A differentiating feature that that is like otherwise without those kind of features, it was just oh, I'm playing my console in the cloud. Yeah, right? just so like I any have, other. I have service. to be down. Yeah, I have to be down with playing my console in the cloud. There was no other feature that made me say, oh, I have to do use Stadia. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And I always I always feel like platforms always have to have those differentiating features. That, that make me say, "Hey, okay, yeah, I wanna, I wanna be on that platform." Well, let's kind of expand uh, further into the Netflix thing, right? So, what, what, what do you think? From what you've heard, what you read, I don't know if I have friends working there. I do see a lot of LinkedIn announcement lately that you know, ah, oh, we're in Netflix now, right? Yeah. But not someone immediate. I need to reach out and see exactly what that partnership is like yeah. uh it's exciting you know always i'm always uh looking forward and celebrating any type of expansion of places for game developers to work at right that's yeah. amazing stability for for any reason right also um with netflix yeah. it seems like they're building the content right like so so they they are off their ip right they they're buying up ip buying up studios that make games releasing whatever they have right now immediately on mobile devices. And then who's to say that the next thing will be a cloud streaming game, right? On Netflix to service, right? So, so. Oh yeah. Because they pioneered that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So like, like the, the, the fact, the fact that um, these games are the way you get them and, and their mobile, their mobile games and all that, like it, it's really, it's kind of janky, right? And it's kind of not, not the greatest way of like getting the content, but it's, it's, I think it's a pretty much a no brainer that they're building a cloud streaming service and buying up all these, all these game companies and IPs, their, their next thing will be cloud first games running on a Netflix service, right? Oh yeah, no doubt. I, th I think that's a no-brainer, right? Like I, I, I don't know anything, but that seems like a no-brainer to me. I don't know anything, but I'll act like I do. It feels <laughs> like they are, yeah. Like yeah. you said, the whole thing about these social engagements, uh, media engagement—it's just hours spent, right? The more they have, yeah. more of your hour. I mean, they originally famously said that their competition isn't Amazon Prime; it's not Hulu. It's Fortnite, right? Uh, there's TikTok. more people spending. Yeah, yeah. I was on these 
no, no, gaming specifically is a threat to them because the more time people spend gaming, the less time they are watching Netflix. Same, same right? thing with TikTok, right? People spend all day on TikTok. People, yeah, I mean, that's more of a threat to meta, right? That's yeah. more, you know, social media threat. Netflix isn't looking at TikTok as, yeah, it is like it, a factor. Anything, anything that takes people's time is, is of course, always, is always a threat. Yeah. But they're not building like a social space for Netflix, right? No. I don't know how. But they have to build a compelling service that people will use exactly. instead of being on TikTok. Right. So gaming is like seems to be their next foray and super exciting because they have a lot of IPs to play with. They have they're buying a lot of IPs, right? They're I think out of everyone, they're gonna be a major player. I mean, Xbox recently had like numbers come out and uh it's working for them, right? The Game Pass have increased subscribers uh, dramatically. Let me find the numbers. I had it saved somewhere. Um, but their they're, they're day one releases of like very good games uh, strategy have been working and de-emphasizing, you know, uh, the old way of buying $60 games, right? And uh, funny enough, the opposite effect is happening with PlayStation. As soon as they started, uh, when they changed all the tiers, right? When they used to only have one tier for PlayStation, they changed it last summer or something. Yeah. They've lost 2 million subscribers since uh, on the PlayStation front, right? Mm -hmm. Because their whole thing is, well, it's working, selling $60 games. We want to have basically a theater run of these PlayStation hits before even thinking about, you know, uh, putting on the server, which makes sense because they are winning in that way. Mm -hmm. um, but that basically deprioritized PlayStation as just an added accessory, right? And not like uh, uh, and needing any of their focus, right? It's secondary, right? And, and, and gamers aren't responding to that. It's like, why... I, well, I don't know if I agree with that, right? Because I think well, look their at games this, are right? still, compare their games are still the most selling games. Their games are awesome, sixty dollars. The hardware is because, still the most sold. Yes, console. but like, here's the thing. Here's right, the so thing. I don't know right? what you talking about. <laughs> They're making money in other ways, right? They're making yeah. money in other ways, right? Yeah. Cloud gaming is not PlayStation's thing, um, yeah, yeah, which is it. fine, which is they're okay with. But because yeah. of that, they lost 2 million subscribers, which is a lot, obviously. I don't, I don't know if they lost 2 million subscribers because they're not a cloud gaming platform. But they lost it because they changed all the tiers and they de-emphasized yeah. their focus to it. Like, here's the difference, right? Yeah. When I go to Xbox... They, they changed the tiers, but what I, the, the subscription I had on PlayStation, they changed the tiers, like, it was literally unchanged. Yeah, right. so they, basically, it's right. still there, but, like, the added yeah. services are... Well, the, here, here's the thing, right? This yeah. is, I guess, at the base of it is what I'm saying is that when you go to Xbox Game Pass, there's obviously it being a priority, it being a focus, right? You can find it on uh, your computer. You can find it on your phone, right? It's available basically anywhere you have a tablet, basically, right? So that that alone shows me as a customer, like this is something I can buy into and not feel like it's going to go away anytime soon, right? Well, it's not just it's not just that, right? Game Pass is the best deal in gaming, period. Yes. Like it is the best money to value that you could spend in gaming. And that's why people flock to it, right? But 
if you want to play the best quality games that are out there, you absolutely have to have a PlayStation. Yes. So I do like PlayStation balancing it out where they're starting yeah. to really put it on PC. But I don't have a PlayStation 5. Exactly. And then PlayStation. And I love the PC ports. PlayStation's plan to start bringing their games to PC like should have Microsoft sweat, sweating a little bit. Although yeah. the business model there is PlayStation just wants you to buy those games again. Right. And they're and they're not gonna hit PC until they've milked it on on their main right. It's like end of life cycle type of strategy. Exactly. So it's you always gotta wait, right? When Microsoft is like, no man, first day it's gonna be on PC and it's gonna be free because you've paid for it through through Game Pass. That's an incredible deal. But the games that PlayStation are making. You will gladly, are way, pay, you way will better, gladly yeah. pay for because they are way higher quality, right? Um, and until that changes, right? Like I don't, you know, I don't, like, I don't see PlayStation as an accessory, and I'm not even a PlayStation fanboy or anything like that, right? Like it's not an accessory; like it has the best games, yeah, right. Um, and Microsoft has the is the best value, right? Best value, budget, yeah, yeah. Well, how do you see Netflix? Do you see them? as being just a third player that isn't in competing in the same space, the same way yeah. that Nintendo is right now. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I think they're competing in the, in the streaming, like in the streaming spaces where Netflix is going, I think. Well, currently it's all mobile. We're not seeing triple A yet. Right. Are you saying like some of these studios that are being bought are making triple A games eventually? I, I said streaming. I'd never said triple A, did I? Okay. <laughs> right. Like, well, like anything can be streamed, right? It doesn't have to be. AAA. Yeah. But when I play streaming games, like there's a flavor to PlayStation, Xbox, you I know, where I'm it. looking for triple A, I'm looking it's, at double A games at Xbox. I mean, but Stadia, Netflix is like a different type of game. Stadia had, had Bomberman like streaming, right? Like, so like, and I, yeah. And I, and I think, Netflix, also, like when you think about Netflix, right? People, Netflix's main destination right now is people's TVs, built-in apps on the TV, right? So, so like, what kind of device people have to play a game with? Like, if you're doing like a streaming game, let's say, if you want to integrate it into the Netflix experience, right? Um, like, they have remotes. Like, that's that's a limited thing, and maybe like more simple mobile games fits that demographic better. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm just speculating, right? But maybe it does, right? Um, where Stadia was like, oh, we'll ship you like a, a fancy Xbox controller and do some fancy Wi-Fi stuff and, and then you'll be able to control your game. Um, is, is Netflix going to do that when they do the streaming thing? I Maybe, right? But also maybe their, their strategy is, you know, real simple mobile games that you could play with on your remote, right? Mobile games are a, definitely a, a very profitable <laughs> sector. <laughs> Proven. And They're smaller. Throw, throw, some, ads, scope. throw some, yeah. ads, some ads up in there. Oh, boy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're starting to finally change it up where they, yeah. you know, their lowest tier is ad Hulu style, right? You yeah. can watch Netflix with ads, which is about time. And they're starting to do like stop, stop the um, family sharing thing, which is kind of like their, <laughs> their like Trump card. Yeah, they're really, like raising profits. They're, they're cracking down on people ste- stealing. Yeah, which you can't hate. I mean, it's like they've been generous enough for a long time. So uh, it only helps their business, obviously. Um, yeah, they're yeah. producing, if anything, great original content all the time. 
Yeah. Uh, still think it's a great value. Uh, you know, it's not like we're advertising for Netflix, but we do recognize great products and it's helpful as a game developer to yeah. be having that as a resource. And, you know, they're, they're doing it right. I think in terms of, um, uh, uh, what you call it, um, harvesting game developers, uh, and game companies in a healthy way. Yeah. Right. They, they didn't go out announcing like Stadia does, um, basically saying that we're going to change the world right in five years and then like copying out in two years, they're doing it very smartly, deliberately, um, and saving a lot of face if, if it doesn't work out. But I, I think obviously it's working, uh, and then taking very small, concise steps that I think every game company and publisher should approach games in that way. It's a very mm -hmm. different type of entertainment and requires a lot of time and commitment and most importantly, adjustments, right? Uh, along the way to make it work. Um, just look at Amazon, right? <laughs> they, they took a while. But I think they're finally coming into their own. Uh, I, I still admire them, man. Like seeing all these other tech companies kind of crash and fall uh, after being so um, inspired, right? Uh, really makes me appreciate Amazon over time. Of like, wow, they they really kept at it, man. <laughs> it's like they still around. You know, just a smaller hit once in a while, but. Um, it, it, it really, uh, encourages a, a lot of, I think, uh, game developers to, to keep looking ahead. Right. I would say it's, it's been good the last seven, eight years. The last time I felt like it was feeling grim was right before the Apple iPhone came out. Right. That boosted the whole app store, the game store and mobile gaming. Yeah. I felt like there was a good period of AAA studios or studios that we were looking to work at just closing left and right every week. And I was like, what is going on with the industry right now? Um, so, you know, since then it's just been growing and all these potential opportunities keep popping up yeah. and um, fostering potential good talent. Um, I, you said something about too, like all these tech companies crashing and burning, right? Like, let's get it straight. All these tech companies are making tons of money. <laughs> right and for meta no, no, even, <laughs> not from gaming even meta is making tons of money right but they're just spending a lot of money too right but but like and 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 what makes your stock prices go down a lot in this current economic crisis is when you say oh we're not hitting the numbers we want we wanted to we're not showing the growth that we want but a lot of them are still making profit right sure. but they're just not hitting the numbers they say they would hit and therefore the stock takes a hit right so like so like make it sound like you know suck is about to get hauled out and the company goes down and yeah man you can't they're, be they're calling doing yourself right. they're doing no right. no you can't be calling yourself a rich man and then you're spending more than you make it's like no that's that's homeless <laughs> <laughs> no but i'm so, saying they're, they're making they're making profits man so they're making profits just so not somebody, as much as before yeah, yeah somebody posted like a little infographic of all the of all the the you know the revenue that comes in and, and then the cost that goes out based on the quarterly earnings of all the top companies, Facebook, Google, Apple, right? And I think somebody else, right? They show the infographic and you see a whole lot of red where money's going out, but they're still green. There's still there's still profit, 
right? So, so we, we, we have to, you know, we have to like just take it out of that. It's like, it's, it's hard times for them because their stock price is going down, but, but they're still making tons of money, those companies. Yeah, so you're saying Zuckerberg is not going to give up on this meta thing <laughs> because like, I feel I mean, like I think he's I think he's pocket like as we say in gambling he's kind of pocket committed at this point right well I mean it's just, <laughs> to me it's life preserving right he's 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 grasping at straws what? like the the, yeah. the 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 tone of a few years ago of saying hey this is going to be a ten year investment mm-hmm. we're in it for a long haul. Right. And that was at the tippity top of the mountain of basically mountain top of cash. Right. Facebook mm-hmm. was still very relevant. They were having record, you know, breaking profits at that stage. And then two years later, fastly, we were like looking at emo Zuckerberg talking about how uh, basically some people shouldn't be there. Right. Him messaging out like a, a picture of like a sorry ass or rising world graphic image and then quickly like remedying that with a better looking image like he's reacting to baby about people's um re- reactions right well, well he's saying and, but he was saying like it's gonna look better in the future this is what it looks like today it's gonna yeah look but to me that's a guy who's getting more and more desperate a lot faster <laughs> right than it seemed two years ago so like if i look at the trajectory of someone crashing and burning i don't know it's like uh it just reminds me like i was at that bad game company right and someone was asking me what's your five-year plan and i'm looking around I was like i don't think you guys gonna be around five years right <laughs> and it feels a lot like that in that way where it's like i don't think you have 10 years man like Every day, constantly being criticized, people are leaving Facebook, right? There's a decline on almost every little graphic that they're seeing. Uh, yes, maybe they are spending too much, right? Yeah. But it's a decline. You know, the net decline is there. Yeah, I think. And how, 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 long, how long, right, does he really we, have? I think we have like a, a mirror that we look at things through right and our mirror is my mirror is like you know my twitter feed and people i know right and i think it's just fashionable right now to to just the shit on them dunking on facebook right right so it is fashionable right i did it when it wasn't fashionable (laughs) let's make this clear and and so like (laughs) this whole metaverse thing oh metaverse will never work metaverse will never work right yes maybe the metaverse that mark zuckerberg is making will never work right but there might be elements of it that might actually work right yeah it's called Um, fortnite that's working (laughs) xr xr might be the future right um which one's xr again is the blend it's it's yeah or AR just call it AR right AR okay. is the future right where you we get the we pass through right but now a lot of the VR devices are supporting pass through now where you can actually see the physical world and do interesting things in the interesting world in, in the real world through your through your your VR yeah everyone right? everyone so like, saw that coming so yeah. so the so the tech is is advancing and catching up small things I see you know I follow a lot of VR and AR. Um, influencers and people that do like the work on that stuff daily, right? All the time, right? And and they're making a lot of really cool, cool stuff, right? It's this is like this is like the this is like the infant stages, you know what I mean? And a lot of money is being spent, a lot of energy is being spent, right? To to try to get this tech 
to a level that we think will become mass adoption. Popularized, yeah. A lot more, a lot more has to happen. It is a big bet. Like you said, Zuckerberg is like Facebook's old people things, right? And that's why, you know, they're making a big bet to try to rejuvenate your imagination, right? And and right now, a lot of people are like, ah, it'll never work. Ah, VR is this, VR is that. Ah, it's too expensive. It sucks. Big thing on my face. Right now, today, this, this tech is not what I want. Cool. And, and but they're just dunking on it because it's it's fashionable and it will get you some Twitter likes, right? So, <laughs> right, maybe, maybe a retweet, maybe a retweet. Hey man, I let me be clear. I was hating on them way before everybody else. All right, let me. I was the pioneer we, hater. There is it's kind of my 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 yeah. There's my a model. curve here. There's a curve here though, right? And is but is are they spending a lot of money? Hell yeah, they're spending a lot of money. Should they be they're spending, spending way too much money? Should, oh should, we, should they be spending that much money? Hell no, they should not be spending that much money, right? But you know, like this is also like you know what it is though. It's going back to my original thing. You see, like the twenty-three-year-old working at Meta, and what she's doing. It's everything that I've been saying. What's wrong with uh, working from home for a lot of people? Yeah, in today's youth of what working is right it's minimum work at best and it's about showing you know work instead of doing the work right it's all about showing work right now and what you get are a lot of underachievers right right who love to be pimping their shit (laughs) right and not wanting to put in the work that is necessary to make something successful. That's the generation that we're dealing with. And that's how that, and that's the generation of developers, uh, workers that we're, 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 we're celebrating. Like that's the, for whatever reason, these tech companies want those youngins in there because well, the young they, kids are the future, right? The well, youth. Oh, well, the, the young kids, they, they can work to death and exploit for cheap money that's why well, it feels like uh meta is being exploited right now. <laughs> it's like 3.7 billion what was the last time you heard of a gaming project even a console that it's, cost that much but it's in three that, months right? time but it's not right. any of it's not any of those things what they're building right they're not building a game project they're not building a console right which makes it even worse. <laughs> That's way worse. But, but, no, but there's like when you tell me, like, hey, this was Fortnite, and we're gonna no, start piling more money to turn it into Battle Royale. There's like they're they're spending the money to build something bigger than those things. Supposedly. It's one of those classic scenarios, and I'll yeah. say it again over and over. Yeah. Meta is gonna be a jump pad for someone else. To make things successful, of right? course. I think I it's, think that's. I mean, that's not a lot. meta is going to be the graveyard of like. Yeah. Without meta, basically, I mean, I mean, going on the suicide financial run. Yeah, I mean, you could be <laughs> the VR be of today right. wouldn't have existed. No, no, is what you, people would be saying. Yeah, you hundred percent could be right. Right, um, they could be successful too, right? But yeah, they could fail, and then it could. It's just a stepping stone towards the future that somebody else built upon right that's happened with so many other tech companies right um and that's just how technology works right you know you build upon the things oculus the first oculus device was built on previous work from from that happened before i had a vr headset when i when i was when i was a kid right you know and that was a long time ago right sounds like a long time and it was enormous and it was (laughs) and it was terrible right 
but that work now years later we have oculus right so like that's just how technology works right so to say that yeah they're going to fail and then some other company is going to rise out of the ashes and be the one that solves the problem yeah probably good chance well it's a, it's, a high probability you know like that's it's just unfortunate because you know facebook is still facebook like you said they're making a lot of money every three months they're just spending a lot of money on yeah yeah. To to be honest, it's people, right? They have a lot of stupid people there. <laughs> All right. Blanket statement. They have too many people that aren't doing much, right? For them to be basically spending four billion dollars. Come on. Right. On what? Right? Yeah. You, you know, if you give me like a demo that they're doing inside and they're doing these research, even a glimpse, just to kind of get the stocks back up. Right. If they had that, you're telling me they're holding it back, right? And in, into in marketing any of that. Yeah. I mean, to me, like if you if sure they have a lot of things under wraps, a lot of that money being spent, we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. But when you're in dire times, when people are everybody's questioning you, right? Your your dad's best friend that financed you at the very beginning is questioning you and your decisions right now. You're telling me he wouldn't want to pull some of that out that is really revolutionary, really exciting to get people jazzed and pumped about his vision. Well, you don't want to show any, you don't want to show anything if you don't think it's gonna work, you know what I mean? Like that's what I'm saying. So like what I'm you have to be what they have under wraps, it's not much, it's not popping. Yeah, it's not looking good, right? It's just but but I mean that's RD. That's what RD is, right? You're always RD can be exciting, man. Dude, like I look at uh (laughs) I mean, this is not news for the game industry, man. We look at RD all the time, like empty promises, and it excites and hypes us to no end to the point of buying the product and being disappointed but they make their money exactly yeah so hype it's valuable well you yeah you hype it but you don't want to be uh you don't want to be too hyping right because that's the double-edged sword right because there's a lot of times where you get those those ceo types that are always hyping up the new thing and then the people in the office are like oh no what do you say oh no (laughs) right like you know what did he just promise so you know and so it's a fine line that you have have to balance right and then especially when you're a public company there's extra fine line there right because because then you know there's there's all sorts of reporting rules and things like that and things that can affect this yeah i i'll believe yeah it'll be one thing if everybody i know that works there would be saying to me like yo what we're making here is magic man straight up craziness you need to join this team yeah. right instead what i'm getting is like yo i need to get the fuck out of here i don't know what they're doing i'm looking to like i'm not looking to be out of the streets with my family right in in a couple of months like this bonkers right now yeah so right? that just tells me whatever they're seeing that is not public isn't great either right and then the fact that their own guys are not even playing their own product is is, is very telling about like it sucks so it, it's just a shame to me that they have to be a stepping stone because they have so much money so much potential and supposedly you know all the uh avenues to hire the best people uh to make this work and they can't seem to make it work like that device that they put out just randomly right uh, was so disappointing, but also uh, it was another sign of a desperate move because 
it sounds like, and what's been rumored for so long, that Apple is just around the corner with their AR stuff. And any hardware they put out, they have the hype machine going. Uh, and it'll, it'll probably work. And I really do think Apple is going to break into this space and popularize it first, right? I really still think, you know, they, they're, they're due for a new thing, right? It's kind of been updating old things for a while now. And uh, like you said, you know, a lot of the smaller groups, indie types, hobbyists are making amazing things with this technology, right? Um, hibernating in the background. So uh, there must be someone with some leverage and some financial backing like Apple that is utilizing those things and making something awesome, clean, uh, and, and whatever, right? I hate the fact that every year there's a new VR device from, from Meta. I, I think that's a mistake, to be honest, right? They're, they're making it a phone before people buy into the iPhone. You know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah. just, to I, me, I, I have like this device that I bought for $300 or $600 and it's already useless because it doesn't have the latest stuff. And it, it just makes me, who, who was an original backer, feel kind of cheated. You know what I mean? I bought the PC uh oculus or the latest one right and then like two months later the the standalone right the oculus 2 was like oh you can just plug and make it work i was like what the fuck i, I, I like, mean i mean that just sounds that sounds like a personal problem to me that just sounds like you, you, you're not you're not uh being a being a conscientious consumer that's that's what that sounds like um <laughs> you just made your own product useless and uh, whoever bought into it, you, you, tech, you, you tech separated your your own tech, tech supporters. March, tech marches on, man. That's just what I'm gonna say. Tech <laughs> marches on. Um. So yeah, I, I I think it will continue to march on. But I do, you know, I I think yeah, I think face Facebook not not um our Meta not focusing on making just a gaming experience in a VR context that people get together and enjoy. That might be the mistake. You know, because Roblox is doing fine, Fortnite's doing good, right? Those are like kind of Roblox is like you know also has to user generate content, right? I think I think when you want to build stuff like this, you have to start small and build up, right? And and I think Fortnite started small, built built a game, and then all these virtual concerts and social things started kind of rolling in after the fact, right? So so it's like a slow slow burn and a slow build, and I and I think. Maybe Meta is trying to swing for the fences, and there's a lot of unanswered questions. It requires a lot of research, yeah, a, a lot of a lot of a lot of frustration, and a lot of wasted money. And maybe yeah, that's that's wrong, okay. and, and maybe that's the wrong strategy, right? It's it's definitely the wrong strategy. <laughs> like it's still yeah. a lot of R and D, right? Yeah. And with R and D, you don't throw. There's no ramp up to a four yeah. billion dollar every three months pay pay run right payroll yeah. run right yeah. it's like what is the money being spent on like people are obviously still trying to put their head around the tech find what the right engagement who's responding to what you don't need a four billion dollar every three months team to yeah if anything there's too many cooks in the kitchen right to 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 make any moves because now you're you're looking at a lot of groups to get approval because it is a four billion dollars every three months. Every move counts, right? And precious. And 
you know, less risk is going to be taken for something that is supposedly very innovative. And if you're not allowing risk with small teams, usually, uh, then you're you're quickly becoming irrelevant, right? So that, that, that's why I, I think their main problem is not putting more money into metaverse, really. Uh, I mean, they shouldn't do that. The main problem is they need to find the soul of their company again. I feel like their culture right now is full of useless people. Forget the meta team, right? Uh, the metaverse team. What about their Facebook team, right? What about their Instagram team? Like, like each of these seconds, WhatsApp. What's up with WhatsApp? WhatsApp is like all these keynotes, right? Yeah, yeah. Because of the metaverse getting overemphasized. Like I'm not hearing any updates of yeah. what's, you know, what, what happens is that you don't update, you get pushed back and there's going to be other competition that are smaller, nimbler and hungrier. Sure. Going to overtake it just like you know, TikTok is overtaking basically Instagram and Facebook. It's taking two of their titans down at once. Yeah. And Instagram is trying to be like TikTok because that's all these damn kids know how to do. They only know the copy, right? Let's be honest. They're not innovating over there. It's like, hey, let me let me pull from my three years of experience of living life after college. I mean, <laughs> I mean come up these, with something. I think a, a lot of these folks, they copied uh, Snapchat and now Snapchat is declining and TikTok yeah. is, on, is on the rise. Right. You know, like what is the, what does it say? Uh, good artist imitate great artist deal or something like that. Um, you know, like I think a lot of our ideas come from, somewhere else right um yeah and is it some it's sometimes it's just a straight up oh that's a good feature we'll just put it into our thing now too and and goodbye yeah happened with uh what's the other place clubhouse clubhouse twitter was like okay we could do twitter spaces see yeah. see, see you later right yeah. so you know like like yeah i think it happens all the time and yeah it doesn't mean there's no innovation. it happens all the time but i think does, there's does like uh so does it mean there's no innovation there yeah probably right bro, but is it like, is it bad for the product yeah probably long term right you know it's terrible for the product yeah. like there's something going on i mean i don't have to like sound the alarm like people are tech companies are leaving silicon valley right silicon valley for a long time the the top people over there have been complaining that it's regurgitating uh and not innovating anymore right it, 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 you know little cities there are being run by these techies uh, <laughs> gentrifying like these cities right into their own and it's like a lot of the same views right uh, not a lot of real diversity right in in terms of opinions right uh and and backgrounds hold on you just said real diversity in terms of opinions i think that's, yeah that is a flaming hot take but, All right. This is what I mean, right? What's what's a what's real diversity? All right. First of all, I'm on your side, right? <laughs> I'm talking about like cultural diversity, difference <laughs> of opinion. I, I think what made Silicon Valley special is like there was a lot of innovation, a lot of people coming together to make something cool, right? But it wasn't and diversity now, that they were doing. Back no. Right. It wasn't diversity at all. Right. Yeah. But what's hurting it right now is that we're recycling and imitating what we thought was tech geniuses, right? There's a look now. There's an attitude. There's a 
demeanor it, it's kind of like the people are going there and it's like this is how techies are so when i look at these posts from these young techies right quote unquote compared to actual young techies that were starting google that were starting facebook they were doing all these things right uh it's no reason it's not a surprise to me that these products in that area have been fizzling right and that an outsider right like tiktok came into the space and actually delivered something that was different right i i, I mean it, it's um it's derivative right you can you can def definitely trace the dna of tiktok from other things and, and see that trend going forward but like for them yeah for them at instagram and snapchat not be able to kind of get there first with the resources they have i mean it's a natural evolution like you said tech moves on right there's always other companies that are going to come into and, like and innovate companies companies that get big um you know it's organizational challenge. they move slow they, they become very very slow and so a smaller company can come in and execute really really fast right if they have a really clear vision of what they want to build um and it, and in some i think in some cases you hear stories of like some little small little nimble company coming in and do something crazy um and then when you hear the whole story is usually like they tried five different things and they all failed and then they ended up yeah they thing, right? they failed fast yeah kind of, kind of like kind of like the story of uh the, the story of figma is actually really interesting Right. And think mm -hmm. I just got bought by a whole bunch of, for a whole bunch of money. Right. But like they actually built something entirely different. What, what are they for those who don't know? I know about it, but I don't know. Well, what, you, you, if you don't buy it, you should be able to say what it is then. <laughs> no, no. What is it? I really don't know. I was just well, kidding. Think about a web-based design tool, right. That, that design okay. for, for, um, you know, you can do interface design with it and, and things like that. Right, it's kind, it's kind of it's kind not of like, for websites, right? What are you seeing? No, no, it's, what, it's, what it's, it's web based. It's in the cloud, right? So it's, okay. it's kind of like a competitor to to XD. Okay, okay. Um, and it's you know, and they came in, and, and a lot of people started using because it, it was lightweight, efficient, cloud based, yeah. right, etc. Right, it was just it was just innovative and spot on for a market and and supplied supplied the uh, usefulness for that market, right? Um, but their story, like they, they, they made a different app before Figma, you know, um, and but then they landed on Figma and then got bought and the rest is history. Right. But but it's actually a long arc of of different things. But because of small company, yeah, they're able to move in and make make something happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, just like any industry, that, that seems to be the case. Right. Yeah. It's just usually the smaller ones are the more innovative. They're looking at the most efficient way of doing things and, uh, you know, just more likely. Well, I mean, this is the argument that I always hear. Right. I feel like innovation comes from being uncomfortable. Right. So smaller teams who are not having that open cafeteria. <laughs> lounge chairs as desk chairs you know sleep pods right around the corner I, I, like i i, you, I feel I like that you, mentality broke I the innovation you, no i bet you any money that like even the smallest tech company has some sort of like outlandish tech perks that nobody has ever dreamed of right of course they ain't going to be facebook and google level tech perks right but, yeah. but uh, they all have Tech perks. Something like that. You should talk to somebody who's not in the tech industry and ask them about their job. 
right? And you, and you will get a yeah, dude. My sister's law is an accountant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get a you get a completely different view of what of what other people get for their office works, right? But like any tech company, even the smallest one, it's like okay, yeah, we'll buy you you buy your you five employees lunch. Yeah, you know, right? Like and a company buying you lunch at some other job is completely unheard of. Right. Yeah, and it's uh, you, you'd be I, lucky if you get a Christmas party. Let yeah, I get it. I don't know. I'm, I'm always, I'm constantly evaluating, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. of what a creative company and how it should operate because, yeah, you do too much comfort stuff, you lose the innovation, you lose the drive, right? And I, 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 don't, believe it's, it, it, I don't believe that to be true. Like, I, I just, I, know, I, I just I, know, I just know I do not want to work for you. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me say this, right? I, I feel like the creative mind needs a little discomfort, right? Yeah, especially if there's a deadline, a very real deadline, right? There are tech companies that are very comfortable that isn't always mean to push to the bleeding edge, right? Hmm. For, for smaller companies, they need to push the bleeding edge to kind of separate from the rest. But also, there's a very real time limit to how long they can do things because money runs out faster, money, right? Money runs out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, obviously, it's not one or the other extremes. You know, the middle is obviously the best of both worlds. And I celebrate and congratulate those companies that can get to that space. But like when we're talking about Meta, who I feel is on the extreme, extreme version of spending and not doing shit, right? I, I, I honestly, it's hurting them, and it sucks because I was looking. I like many when Meta bought Oculus, it was a validation of that space. It was like finally, this can be fully realized. This, this tech, this innovative tech can be fully realized. Treat it seriously, and be popularized and live on, right? And not like the Nintendo virtual world, right? Uh, it, it's just so disappointing that they went too hard and I know we have a lot of game friends there, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe because they're being over uh, what do you call it when you um, an, uh, when a presidential uh, 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 rejects like a uh, a bill or something. What is that called? Oh, vetoed. Yeah. So they're being vetoed. <laughs> they're being vetoed by these non gamers, right? Because I <laughs> the way you say bro, the way you the way you're saying this is hilarious. These non it's hilarious. <laughs> What game developer actually thinks that's a good idea, dude? You're either very old, right? All right, out of touch, correct, right? And you're just straight up just thinking what's it's like your dad telling you what's describing you what's cool, right? That's what Horizon World looks like to me. It's just like a bunch of old people telling us, like, this should be fun, this is how fun should look like. Yeah, to put a pit, I, I, we've been talking about this forever, right? But to put a pit on it, I think, I think the uh, we to sum it up in a much nicer way is I think. We believe, yeah, you should have, there should be some sort of time boxing on things that we do. We should have some sort of deadline to say we have to produce something tangible by a certain date. You should straight up 
be like Twitter and fire seventy five percent of the workforce. <laughs> no, you should not. Do that. And, and 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 there should be accountability, right? To to make sure that you hit what you need to deliver in this time window. What the goals right? are, yeah, yeah. What are the goals, right? And then and then maybe things will move a little bit smoother and faster, and you make better decisions, right? You could make decisions about should these people still be here, right? If if you really have proper accountability and really clear goal setting, right? I feel like they should publicize your roadmap, man, yeah. because it's, for those who are on yeah. the fence, it would be nice to see like, what's your plan for the next year? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a way better, do. that's a way better way of summing it up than saying y'all over there, over there getting massages and, and, and are soft. Like, oh yeah. I think anybody <laughs> like, come on now. Right. that that's listening to this podcast or like right now that is sitting in the lounge chair at meta should be fired <laughs> it's like, they should be gone i mean that's like 70 percent right there anyways i mean we can always go back to this i think for for a while it's, it's always going to be a thing uh it's disappointing but I, I really do think they're on the deep deep decline i don't think Meta's gonna hit that 10-year mark where return on investment actually gets realized i really think it's going to be shortened i mean resources are already being cut from their roadmap right it sounds like they're like not they're shifting things around now right when you shift think, things around yeah i just think it's impossible to read like the whole return on investment thing like i, I don't even know if that's even possible right i think apple's going to do just fine um i do want to just touch on this last topic before we call it um you know i've been looking into uh a a, a, a numerous amount of topics regarding new new people entering the industry, right? Students particularly, right? Out of college. I can only imagine, and I've spoken to some that are struggling. I mean, the competition's higher. If anything, the recruiters are more open arms. There's a lot of positions that are basically opening up. The industry is growing, right? A lot of games are being greenlit, right? Uh, there's a, It's an exciting time to be a game developer, but because of the remote thing, uh, because of working from home being a, such a strong option for a lot of these companies, I generally do feel that uh, uh, employers are looking for maturity with that. And that usually comes with a certain age, right? And I feel like people who are older are having a better time than those out of college. Uh, because I, I think as an employer, you, you simply just want some kind of discipline and some life experience usually helps with that. Uh, what, what are you seeing out there for those that are curious about this? We do have a lot of students that listen in. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we talked about this a little bit earlier and before we start rolling, right? And I, I'm not seeing that at all, really. I, I'm seeing it, and I, I don't know, like, I think the game industry is just hard to get into, period, right? So, I, like, recruiters open arm to people straight out of school for the video game industry, I think it's... Like, no, think, not that, but like, they're more hell, willing. Hell, hell no. <laughs> right? Because that's yeah. never been like that, right? But um, but um, what I am seeing, like, um, like, because of the current economic situation companies there's a ton of hiring freezes there's yeah. a 
you know, that's true. including, including entry level roles. And there's a ton of like, oh, we, we got to get through this year and see what happens next. When we get new budget next year, we'll open some headcount. Right. I'm seeing a lot of that. Right. Even like, even like my phone is not ringing as much as, as it used to. Right. Because, because of the, all these higher freezes in the current economy, people are not necessarily looking for something right now. They're looking to cut workforce right now. And you see the layoffs are happening, right? Yeah. And I and I there's a bunch of students that I teach and that I mentor and that I uh, talk to pretty regularly, and you know all of them are having a hard time getting getting any job in tech at all right now, and being told, yeah, it's a hard time right now. You know, like maybe headcount we have some headcount next year, right? So yeah. like, so I'm not I'm not necessarily seeing like. Employers like which which person out of high school should I, or out of college should I pick because I have such a such a huge amount of jobs ready and willing to go and I, and I need I need people that are mature that can work from home yeah yeah I don't even think it's getting that far the economy is yeah not not out of school I, I, I do that's right now yeah like now that you mention it it does sound like more mid level and seniors are, are going to get rich out but like this yeah. is something you know we did mention you know we had the great resignation everybody was going crazy hiring spree everybody was basically having a it was in the employee space of like you know i want to live in a farm these are my conditions it's like okay whatever you want man it was like that last year and i told you man i told you things were going to turn around (laughs) as soon as one big layoff happens and it's just been cascading ever since you know because obviously that that uh huge incline of hiring right uh means like the opposite will happen to balance things out because now you have a lot of people in Amazon warehouses like we don't need this many people right <laughs> so like the, it's happening across the industry is like we don't need this many people because things are slowing down yeah. uh and layoffs are happening and uh people who migrated congratulations but I do see also like you said to kind of support what you're seeing that you know there are already talks about uh or or even uh statistics and polls being asked to managers like, Hey, you know, in a situation where you have to lay off, who would you rather choose remote people or people who come in the office? And by a good percentage, it's remote people would be the first rounds of layoff because, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, no, but I wouldn't, yeah, they didn't ask me because I would give them a different answer. Well, you're yeah. exceptions to the rule. You guys yeah. have always been remote, right? But like yeah. people that were regularly in the office all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, naturally, if you're, you know, buddy, buddy, and you see someone every day, you miss that presence, like, and it's the same position, you know, you, of course you would. <laughs> like the person who's not there that you barely see with an attitude on zoom. Right. It's like, come on. I mean, I think think it just depends on what their usefulness is and what work they're doing. And and that's how you make those kind of decisions. Well, there's another data that supports work from home. isn't working as well. Right. And I don't want to dive too into it, but like, uh, you know, the, I saw this article earlier uh, in the week where they basically took, you know, pre COVID post COVID in terms of communications and scheduling and, and generally, uh, hidden deadlines. And obviously post COVID tons of delay, uh, percentages were, 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 uh, 
productivity is a little lower as a team. Individually, it might be better, but as a team, yeah. communi- because of communication, it made it tougher to kind of uh, yeah. reach the same goals. But, uh, but what was interesting, they actually pulled people who continued to go in the office like um, Nintendo in Japan, right? A lot of companies like that continued even in COVID times to show up at the office. And they only showed everybody across the board had uh, numerous delays, right? Um, But like Nintendo and the in-office companies that were still meeting each other, only half, right? Versus like 75%. Mm-hmm. of companies that were fully work from home. Yeah, I, I think I think that's missing a few elements, you know, like yeah. during during COVID, people people's kids weren't going to school. Yep. Right. And so yep. we were juggling, juggling kids at home while trying to be working. Right. So right. I don't I don't consider that as like the most ideal home setup. Right. And then some people weren't even set up to be able to work from home, right? So I saw all sorts of setups, like, oh, I'm in the kitchen, like, you know, yeah. leaning on the counter, trying to do work, or I'm, you know, I'm in, like, cocked up in some corner somewhere so that the kids don't make noise, so I can, do, I can do this meeting real quick. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think you definitely have more of a yeah. empathy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of Zoom fatigue, because then, of course, you can actually see people face-to-face, and so then, like, Zoom fatigue, man, hits you. Like, when you're just like, I'm on this, these Zoom calls all day long, but that hits you pretty right. hard, you know? I get that. So, so there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of factors with that, you know? Like, there's when, Those are definitely a factor. When people talk about remote work, like, people that actually have been doing remote work before the pandemic, like, it works for certain people and doesn't work for other people, you know what I mean? I think people who are disciplined works very well. Just, like, yeah. showing in the office, there's obviously a crowd that performs really well and other crowds yeah. who are just counting the clock just to get by and yeah. like i mentioned many times before that just got exaggerated and nothing changed it's just that their personalities and their workmanship get exaggerated right and uh yeah. i'll just talk about united states alone i feel i'll take the uh aggressive stance <laughs> i think people uh are lazy <laughs> right so i uh, think generally across the board People were hiding even harder. Uh, I mean, we had friends. I had friends that rather continued to uh, be on an unemployment, right? Taking unemployment checks than rather getting a job because they were getting paid more in unemployment checks. And so they were writing that for a year and a half, right? Well, kudos that they got away with that shit. But like that, I, I feel like that's the general attitude, though, for most people who, if they can see an opportunity to take advantage, they will take advantage. And uh, unfortunately, the creative side, I don't think a lot of people were used to freelancing, used to freelancing and uh, hustling uh, after their eight hour jobs, 40 hours, right? I do see those people being very efficient, right? People who are used to doing remote working, mm-hmm. doing extra stuff on the side, basically valuing their time right? Continue to do excellent work. Yeah. Unfortunately, the majority of our industry, particularly, <laughs> I don't think they did that. And Dude, I think they're struggling. No, I, still. I think, I think, I mean, I think we talked about this before and I just think, like, Hey man, I got pandemic, some data to back up what I've been. Pandemic, <laughs> I think pandemic just made people like really, really reprioritize their lives. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. like, there's that whole, 
that whole stupid trend of quiet quitting and like I'm just going to do the bare minimum, right? I will I will agree that like when you're remote working, it's a lot easier to do the bare minimum. Yeah, do the bare. I wouldn't say I do the bare minimum. Do your job. You still get get paid, right? You're you're accomplishing your goals. You're just not going the extra mile, right? And I think for for a lot of instead of putting a lot of blame on the workers and laziness, right? Like, what about the job? What is the job doing, right? That that will incentivize that's not people, exciting people people to be excited and to want to go the extra mile and to want to pour their heart and soul into their job what is the what is the job doing right is the job putting them in the right roles is the job giving them the right opportunities right um i think we put a little bit too much i might yeah i might sound i might sound like a, a bleeding heart socialist or something like that right now but like you know i think we're putting too much emphasis in all oh, the workers uh y'all y'all just some bunch of lazy and efforts, right? But, it's but, half, it's half, half for sure. <laughs> but uh, but it's like, uh, is is that really the full the full story? There is that really the trend, you know? And especially in the game industry, you you want you want me to do what for the game industry? As much as we talk about how the game industry treats its employees, yeah, I think you're crazy, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Anyways, I think we're looking at two individuals that are doing very well uh, working from home and everybody else uh, mostly aren't, right, is what I'm saying. I'll, I'll, and, say, I'll say for me, it's, it's, it's just changed. Everyone else is working at Meta. It's, it's, changed, it's changed a lot for me, man. And it's made me yeah. a lot more aware, pleasant, pleasant person. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, I've lost weight. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you look good, dude. It's been great, yeah. No, I, I I think it's it's here to stay in some capacity. I, I still think most companies are um, fighting the, to, like you said, you know, I don't think everyone is as thoughtful as you to kind of look at these different factors of why productivity is hurting the company. Their yeah. immediate response is kind of like what I'm yelling about. It's like, yo, get everyone back in the office like it was before, yeah. but it's never going to be like that. And in the very much same way, no, not everyone's going to sit down and really evaluate like what, what factors can we tweak besides calling everyone back to the office. Right. And mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds uh, much like meta. Uh, I think the, 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 the bunch that aren't performing that are cheating the system in a way are kind of hurting it for the rest of us. Right. I, I really do think there's a lot of good, efficient, life changing things that are happening for people that are, putting in the time, putting in the work, being efficient. And um, I, I just hope everyone else get in the program. I, it's very hard to me because I, I see a lot of unmotivated people sometimes that, um, that don't uh, look at themselves, right. Uh, as why, and, and they look externally uh, mm-hmm. for, for reasons why they don't want to perform. And, uh, in the end, it's it's a privilege. I think a lot of people are, are kind of uh, dismissing that too much. I mean, the options of like the 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 world as your oyster was awesome last year, where people were given the time to kind of uh, reevaluate their lives, reprioritize their lives. Right? Uh, the honeymoon's over. I think. <laughs> this is no, like, I, yeah, I, stop I fucking around right now and and, and think, settle with what you got. Yeah. No, I definitely think you're right that the pendulum is swinging back. I think the economic. I keep saying economic conditions. Yeah. Have have, have also shit's happening. Have, have really have really made it um 
like if you you know some people even told me hey i'm I'm starting to think about looking for a new job or something like that i'm like I don't know. I would kind of keep my doing? job right now. <laughs> Not right now, yeah. <laughs> right, right. You're crazy, but, dude. but it might work for some people. But like, I don't know. Like, right, right now, the pendulum might be swinging. Pure statistic-wise, right? I think it worked for for anything for big changes. We're talking about sub ten percent, and that's being gracious, right? So if you're not the top ten percent of whatever you're doing and who you are in your circle, don't be doing that. Like, don't take crazy risk and think that you're gonna come out. Yeah. You know, amazing. It's, it's just like false. I don't know if it was some kind of propaganda. I don't know if there's anything behind why. Well, maybe it's just people purely just seeing their friends doing it and it gives them courage, right? And um, I just don't like seeing that many people basically out of a job, living on a farm and having a hard time, right? It's just like it. last year was the year to experiment it's not like fun. it's not like that anymore yeah <laughs> well I, I just don't like seeing good game developers just throw away a good thing I, I i saw i've been seeing that like a lot of people leaving long like stable nine-year naughty dog jobs right and they're mm-hmm. like at this unknown place it's like what are you doing like this is i mean I, yeah this yeah i i mean i could see people doing that I can see people doing that, but only yeah, like for a small their... percentage are going to succeed, right? Well, like yeah, just but I'll, statistics. I can, I'm all for people doing things for their mental health and their happiness, right? So, of course. So I could totally see that. Is yeah, all well, I, is all I will say. Well, have a five year plan, like like Zuckerberg. All right, you don't want to crash and burn <laughs> quicker than you anticipated. All right. Well, uh, Ray. It's always a pleasure talking with you, yeah. uh, educating, showing me what empathy looks like towards <laughs> others. <laughs> I know I'm outlandish. I know I say uh, and speak freely, right? And it's good and bad that I get validated sometimes of how it turns out. But yeah. overall, I think the message here is that, hey, you know, mental health is is first and foremost, you know, personal happiness is first and foremost. But just like any type of success, you know, really sit down and and plan it out. You know, don't just go on a whim and, and take crazy risks, especially with with how times are, are are like like Ray said, the pendulum is shifting the other way. Yeah. Uh you know, hiring hiring freezes uh is not the time to 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 you basically prepare for the winter, right? Don't yeah. don't do anything crazy. No set big goals, moves. Wait goals, it out a bit. Set goals. Yeah. Take accountability for yourself, and you know, and just and just do do uh, do what you need, right? Hoard, due diligence, guys. Hoard cash. Hoard cash. Hoard cash. Oh, not not cryptos anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not crypto right now. Yeah. The amount of people the last last year, maybe a year and a half. It was like, what are you doing? You should be buying crypto right now. It's like, I don't even understand what it is. Is it it's fake money? <laughs> it's like, it makes no sense to me. Like, why would I trade real money for fake money? And it's all like always shifting up and down have, based on on, a, on hype. You need to have a crypto person come on your podcast talk to you about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're talking about NFT. It was such a crazy... To live through a time like that, I know they say that every eight years, there's always like this crazy tech 
um, hype that happens, right? Mm-hmm. And then falls apart. But to live through that and uh, somewhat recognize how silly things yeah. there were uh, and people it, really buying into it, like putting hundreds of thousand dollars it might, in it. It might still re- reemerge when the market when the market goes back up. <laughs> Come you know, on, stop. It, might, it, might, it was might. definitely like, it, to <laughs> me, it's very clear as day that the first people yeah. that were buying FT, that were buying crypto, were pumping and dumping, right? It was very clear to me, like all these ridiculous gifts of monkeys being bought for hundred thousand. It was like, oh man, these guys were just investing money and selling it just to get that fake industry up. And then they bailed as soon as it, and the people, you know, were left with, this is a classic stock technique. This is just like people are left with their purses and, oh, it's just so funny. (laughs) We didn't, we didn't empty purses. Yeah. And then, we didn't touch on this and maybe next time, you know, seeing Will Wright <laughs> with his NFT game yeah, that came out. I was like, you're yeah. a bit late on this, yeah. this I mean, train. I mean, like, if you're looking for the new thing, the new frontier, something that is hasn't been done before, right? There's a lot of alluring things out there, you know, and I think metaverse, NFT, yeah. that whole, and how those things also intersected play to earn all that oh that's new that's different that's not the same old thing it's, it's appealing to people when, when they're looking for what is the next big thing well it's the gold rush right it's yeah, a get rich yeah. screen and, it's buying and, a lotto ticket and there's yeah. and there's money there for you to get funding to 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 try to see what your thing could do right so yeah like well uh, easy money is like very alluring to the common person yeah. and i think it, you know the the road to success is always the same it's just do your homework yeah work hard yep. and then you know slowly obtain those goals and it's the same for every generation and for any decade so yeah like like even uh deep down i hope things work out like i know i'm very cynical right some of it's for show a lot of it is I really do feel this way. <laughs> it does upset me that billions of dollars are put into something that can actually be, you know, placed somewhere else that really can grow the industry, right? And I don't know how many game companies that every three months that Zuckerberg could yeah. be investing in that actually can produce money. Um, and then instead basically spending on these crappy people that he hired and it's disappointing you know you know to me not to completely put it on him the trust that he placed on the people uh is killing him in the company and it just sucks that i mean from the from the, the movie paid in full my boy cameron said this is kind of a remix of what he said you know yeah. people people waste money every day b you know <laughs> People waste money every day. I guess yeah. what I'm saying is, <laughs> give me some of that. <laughs> How do I get in on that action? Uh, right. Well, yeah, every three billion is like Willy Wonka giving out, yeah. you know, four billion dollars worth of money to game devs. It's like I'm not seeing any of it, and it upsets me. I guess as I'm evaluating what my inner thoughts are, it upsets me that none of that is coming my way and I can make something, you know, keep grinding. And then maybe one day you, one day, one day I'll be across the table (laughs) and like, Hey, horizon world, 
kind of sucks. <laughs> like, I can make you an actual virtual world that people want to hang out in. Uh, whatever. Never understand it. All right. Uh, Ray, always a pleasure. Um, where can the good people find you? Right. On social media. You know, what's cool now? It's it's on Twitter. Oh, Twitter's awesome. Water, huh? water house, W-A-D. You're going to pay $8 to get verified, Ray? Hell no. <laughs> Other people could do that. I'm not, I'm not doing nothing like that. And then, um, and then, of course, yeah, LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. Okay. All right. As usual, connect with Ray. Give your opinions to him. Like, uh, meme him, whatever. Send him his way. Uh, we're always looking forward to, to, to everyone's take on what we talk about. That is it until next time, guys. See ya.